1: chickity choco, the chocolate chicken. It's Mega Ran, back in the place to be. It's Mad Mania. I know it's been a while. Stop hounding me. I'm busy. Yo. So, I'm back at home. Just came off three months of tour. Uh, appreciate everybody. Big shout out to MC Lars, MC Chris, k Cuckoo Kuku Kangaroo, and everybody who came out to the shows in the US as well as in the UK and in Paris. My dude, DJ Pie hooked us up. We had a great show on a boat, man. It was lot of fun, a lot of fun. Well, it was very cold. i um, really happy to get back home. Uh, my wife actually came out for the last uh, week of shows in Paris and London. That was fun. I uh, got a chance to make a little vacation out of it, but no true vacation is like coming to Phoenix in December. That's a vacation. It's beautiful out here. 85 degrees, sunny, nice, awesome. I'm in short sleeves. Uh, it's great, man. But anyway, uh, WWE has a pay-per-view as they tend to do, and so here I am back. Uh, thanks for everybody tuned into last episode. Uh, with my boy Ellis, that was fun. Um, but yeah, I'm back home, man. I haven't recorded at home in a long time. So uh, speaking of recording, I got music to put together. I'll be working on new stuff for the Patreon. They're doing something with uh, Knights, which is a classic game from the uh, Saturdays um, also, it is Mega Man's birthday. So that's a celebration. 29 years ago, the first Mega Man game came out today. That's crazy. So I'm going to tell y'all my first story about Mega Man, and then I'll get into the show. Uh, people always wonder, man, how did I get into Mega Man? What was Mega Man? What was it? So I told a little bit of the story before. Nintendo Power, episode two, I believe, had uh, issue two had Mega Man 2 in the front and like some claymation stuff, I mean it's a great cover, looks like clay stop motion with like a Dr. Wily ship, it was so colorful man and I opened it up and they showed they had a big big spread on Mega Man 2, they showed the maps, they showed the bosses and it was just so dope, and um, next thing you know it was coming out that holiday season, and of course as new games were it was expensive as heck, it was 50 bucks, so we went to the store kitty city my favorite toy store which is now defunct rest in peace Uh, mom looked at the price of Mega Man 2 and was like nah boy that's not happening not paying fifty dollars for no game just for you to play it for a week and be done so next thing you know I leave the store I'm dejected on another trip my mom takes me to the mall and we go into a spot called Clover now Clover was a discount shop Uh, department store they also had a game section so I would always go to the game section and my mom would put a couple bucks in my hand because growing up as a young kid in the hood and I'm not just gonna say black kid but a poor kid um, she felt like she didn't want anybody to be able to tell me that I was poor even though we were so I thought that was awesome very admirable of her and I love her for that and so she would put money in my hand like I didn't have allowance or anything like that but when we went out she would put money in my hand whenever I had to leave her to go, you know, I was going to go sit in the toy section. She's like, I want you to have money because I don't want people assuming you're broke. And I don't want you getting tempted to do crazy stuff because you can't afford stuff. And I don't know. She just felt like, I don't know. It was like a weird thing. Like as if, uh, like the store person would be like, hey, kid, you don't have any money. Get out of here. And then I could pull out my 20 and be like, I got money. And then be like, okay, stag. Now, I feel like that's secretly what she was thinking. Like they're gonna think you don't have any money. So make sure that you do have money. You're a shopper. You're not a person just here to browse. You're not some poor kid trying to, you know, trying to get over it or just look at pity pitiful. So, anyway, nevertheless, she put twenty bucks in my hand, and I went to the toy section, and uh, I saw Mega Man One, and I wasn't, I was confused. I say it in a line in one of the songs. I say i wasn't sure if the game was official because on the front was some lame old dude with a pistol because the first cover as you know was this old bad box art mega man as they call him look like an old dude he's holding a gun in his hand when in the game his hand is a gun it transforms into okay. a gun. so whoever drew this art was just not interested in the mega man character at all didn't care and i heard that there were some other reasons about it but i didn't know about it back then but i flipped it over and it was the same guy so i was like oh okay cool this is the same game And, sure enough, it was in the bargain bin. It was 1999. Like the Prince song. 1999. Mm, 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 mm. So, I copped it. And, uh, I was stuck on that game forever. So, that is my story of Mega Man 2. I didn't play Mega Man. That's Mega Man 1. Mega Man 2, I didn't play until a year later. Like, uh, we moved to down south. And, um... Some kids had it next door to me, and uh, they came over and brought it over and played. And eventually, I wound up trading my whole Nintendo and all my games to him for a Super Nintendo. He, uh, They got everything over there. I don't know how he allowed me to do it, but he did. And I wound up, that's how I got a Super Nintendo. I actually traded all my stuff in like, a few years later. So it must not have been one year later. It must have been like two or three years later. But anyway, um, moved back up kept drawing mega man characters in my sketchbooks because i was really really obsessed with it and then next thing you know boom mega man mania and then uh 10 years later i decided to write rap songs about mega man and here i am that is this very long story of my history of mega man but anyway i want to shout out our guest today great guest randy cruz who's awesome uh great podcast guy he runs the cruise control podcast which you can get on soundcloud and itunes Uh, Speaking of iTunes, my show was not on iTunes for a while, because I'm an idiot. I accidentally uploaded the podcast twice to iTunes, and then I tried to delete it twice. And now I deleted both of them. So now I have to wait for them to upload again. Having some iTunes troubles. Anyway, I'm going to get my life together, I promise. Thank you guys so much. New music is coming. Let's get on with the podcast. Bring the belly. Hey what's going on everybody, it's Matt Mania, it's Mega Ran, And once again I'm back with another episode This one's going to be special because it's the holidays And we're going to be talking about WWE Roadblock Which is another pay-per-view I think, I don't know, maybe they shouldn't call them pay-per-views anymore Or maybe it's only us that call them pay-per-views But anyway, I have a special guest You may have heard him a little while back He's one of my first guests actually Um, He runs an awesome podcast Hoops Aficionado Ladies and gentlemen Mr. Randy Cruz. How you doing, sir?
0: Doing good, man. How you doing?
1: Uh man, I'm chilling, man. It's um I was just telling you it's good to be out of the snow and the cold, man. I spent 3 months in the cold, so I'm good. I'm glad to be out west and uh it's nice and comfortable. It's beautiful.
0: Yeah, man. You uh you got home just in time because uh it snowed this morning. It's like <laughs> low 30s. Uh the winter is definitely here. Tomorrow's going to be 60 which I have no idea why that even
1: happens. But, you know, it is what it is when you live uh, up north. Wow. All right. Well, uh, I feel for you, man. I do.
0: <laughs>
1: but anyway, you know, it's uh, it's all good. It's a small price to pay for living in the greatest city in the world, I guess.
0: I guess so, yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, what you been up to, man? I feel like um, I keep up with you on Twitter. The show seems to be going well. You always drop a nugget of um, a history of something, usually that's relevant to my interests. What was your? Did you did you post anything today? Like, what was today in history?
0: Um, no, I, I did not even. Uh, I don't think there is anything for me to post up. Which I mean, I haven't checked. I know after okay. the show, I probably looked some stuff up, but uh, I guess that that's just the the whole nostalgia. Uh, part of me, like um, whether it's you know TV show or the video games or you know previous wrestling events, I just, I just like to go back and you know figure out ten years ago this, twenty years ago this anniversary, and, and you know and let, and let people know you know what happened you know long ago because we do have a younger generation on Twitter and social media that uh, doesn't know certain events that happened years ago, so uh, you know it tends to be kind of cool. Some people will hit me up saying, Wow, man, I feel really old. You post some things up. And I'm like, Yeah, man, me too. But um, I think just bringing the whole nostalgia part back to me, um, you know, being current, yeah. But I think sometimes it's cool to, to talk about some nostalgia stuff.
1: It is, man. They say, you know, it's the old saying, you can't go forward without going back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's really important to to review and respect our history. I was just reading a tweet. I don't want to get into too much because we're actually supposed to be talking about wrestling. But I saw a tweet about uh, from uh, Rob Markman, who's a respected hip hop head, and uh, and he was talking about well, someone was said on Twitter today's rappers, man, it's not about bars, it's not about you know how nice your pen game is, and so to try to hold new guys to that standard is very old and dated and antiquated and uh it just shows your age and your um inability to i guess adapt with the times and um rob's response was no it's it's still important for these guys to respect the lineage and the history of rap and respect the time when that was important so i don't know real quick what do you think about that
0: i mean yeah i think you know people my age uh, you know early 30s uh should should pass down the history uh, whether it's sports or politics or whatever, whatever it might be, just so that the kids of our of our young generation just don't see stuff that happens today as if they're happening for the first time. Or whether it's a video game or, or a movie, it's like you know this movie came out 20 years ago. Did, you know, did you see the first one? And everybody would be like, Nah, I I just know about this one. Well, you know, sometimes just just giving that 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 lineage to to the history, uh, regardless of what it is. Uh, it's cool because I think the kids would definitely appreciate it and they can they can also, you know, have that sense like, you know what, I did see the first one or I did play the first Nintendo or, or whatever it might be. I did see the first WrestleMania or whatever and now we're going to mm-hmm. be uh, embarking on, on 33, you know, in, in a few months. So uh, I I think it's cool so, so the kids nowadays don't get lost in thinking that whatever is happening now is happening for the first time and uh, to drop you, to drop a, to drop a little nugget real quick before we start, you and the whole, you know, anniversaries and me dropping nostalgia. Um, I'm gonna circle back to wrestling. Today is the twenty, let me get it right, twenty first, twenty one year anniversary of in your house. Where, huh. uh, hold up, I'm trying to find the main event. In your house numbers number five, December seventeenth, nineteen ninety five. The main event was. Bret Hart and the Bulldog for the WWF championship. So there you go. That's that, That's a little nugget for you.
1: Wow. Okay. See, you never disappoint. And I actually found out, and there's one I should have I known about that is today, which is very important to me. In 1987, today, 29 years ago, Mega Man came out for the NES. And oh, wow. So it was the very first game. The very first Mega Man game came out in 87. So... Yes, we got some important history uh, with today's date, December the 17th. For now, I've totally dated this podcast, but that's all good. It's uh, a week before Christmas. Um, You know, there's the holiday havoc of getting everything all together. And uh, WWE, like a good business, decided to uh, (laughs) throw in a pay-per-view right before Christmas to get, you know, make some more Christmas money. Why not? So, you know, so I got to ask, like right now i always check in once every once in a while how do you feel about the brand split like what's what's popping for you who's killing it right now um, who's in the lead what you think
0: um i like raw but i think majority would agree that smackdown has been the better the better brand the better uh, television show the better of the two when it comes to their you know their own individual pay-per-view events um, We all know Raw is the flagship show, Three Hours, Cruiserweights. they got the Kevin Owens and Reigns and Rollins. It might sound like they have the better roster on paper, but I think SmackDown does a better job when it comes to their storylines, um, making things seem real or worth something. I think the addition of Talking Smack um, after SmackDown has been a great, um a great powerhouse a great addition to that to that smackdown brand because once 10 o'clock hits but 10 o'clock eastern on, on my end they go right to, to to the network to watch talking smack because you never know what's going to happen and whether, this, whether things are real or kayfabe or whatever it is on there you the viewer at home kind of feel like hey that that daniel bryan miss thing it, it looks real but i don't know so they, they kind of blur the lines uh, of what's uh, of what's real and what's not. And I think they they utilize they, their younger talent a little better um on, on SmackDown than they do on Raw more different opportunities when it comes to, to the championships. And like I said they do a better job when it comes to the pay-per-view. And I know Roblox is um tomorrow and we had TLC a week and a half ago. And TLC to me was 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 a great pay-per-view top to bottom. And I think you know you have to I think you have to go all the way back to WrestleMania 31 to figure out what pay-per-view you've seen in the last year and a half that, from top to bottom, was good matches, good storytelling, made you think like what's supposed to happen, what might happen, who might win. You're not sure who's going to win. Um, so I think Roblox has, uh, you know, their work cut out for them on, on, on tomorrow. Raw has been pretty, you know, pretty decent, pretty good, but you kind of get some of the same things on Raw every week. I know the last couple of weeks, it's been a little different. They have little, um, you know, attitude, error type moments when it comes to their storylines and their matches. But I think top to bottom, for me, SmackDown is above Raw. It's, it's not totally above Raw. I know Raw can, can get to, to, to that level again. But right now, SmackDown is winning. And I think it's giving – it's adding pressure to Raw to go out there – and do these crazy matches and have crazy rivalries and storylines. So um, I'm a fan of both. But if you want to ask me mm. what I look more interested in seeing more, I would say more uh, more SmackDown and their interviews as opposed
1: to Raw. Hmm. I agree. All right, now, I feel like SmackDown is more exciting. But I think, like you said, it's a shorter show. And there's more young talent, I feel like. But, you know, you made a good and as you were talking about it. It made me think. Is this really a competition? Like, is it is it a competition? I mean, I feel like they've done a great job of making it feel that way in the last few months, especially. But uh, I remember the old days of Raw versus SmackDown, and it really feeling like each each show was going out trying to outdo the other show. Do you feel like it's happening right now, where they're really legit trying to trying to make sure that they have the better brand?
0: Um. I think to a degree, yeah, I, again, everything is, you know, scripted and, and, and things like that. But I think for some parts, you know, Danny Bryan and Shane McMahon really want to outdo Mick Foley and, and Stephanie just to kind of prove that they do give different opportunities. They do provide different caliber of matches. I mean, yeah, sometimes you do see the same matches on SmackDown, like, you know, Dolph and Miz going at it quite a few times. but there seems to be a different element to every match. And the same thing happens on Raw with Sasha and Charlotte, where they always go at it, but there's a different element um, to every match. And, you know, with the whole women's revolution, and they are at the top tier of that division. And um, I think there is a competition between both. And in the ratings, people would probably still see Raw because people, more people, the fans and the casual fans, are just accustomed to seeing Monday Night Raw on Monday nights and maybe not that in tune to see SmackDown on Tuesday nights. It, you know, throughout the week, there's a lot of wrestling. There's Mondays, there's this Raw, there's SmackDown, there's NXT, uh, Talking Smack, you have 205 Live. So a lot of people may just feel like, I just want to watch Raw and that's it. So the, the the ratings may not reflect that well for SmackDown, but if they want to watch a better product, they're going to see that SmackDown does do things that hand-in-hand um, hand are a little bit differently than Raw. I know SmackDown's two hours. And like better because They're not seeing three hours of just wasted product. Um, and if the competition is real, I think, um, I, I think it's good because sometimes we don't want to see the same thing over and over again. Um, when the whole brand split happened... You had this whole entire roster, and it's like, what do you do for three hours on Raw and two hours of SmackDown? You might as well split them up. And even guys like John Cena, who's like the biggest star in the company, is not even on SmackDown right now, but people are still watching because of guys like AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose and even James Ellsworth. Of all people, fans wanted to to, to see what he's going to do. And just like that, they, they created James Ellsworth – out of nowhere, and I think that's the beauty of SmackDown every week, uh, just for the fact that you never know what's going to happen and these new stars are being built on their brand.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. I, I do. I think it's really been interesting. I agree with you totally on TLC. It was one of the best top-to-bottom pay, pay-per-views of this year. Um, so they definitely got some work to do to catch up. I don't think there's quite as as many interesting elements around to make it happen, but we'll see. So, we're about to talk about it. We're going to break down this entire card in one minute. I'm about to take a break. It's Megan Rand with special guest Randy Cruz, and uh, it's Matt Mania. It's Mega Rand and special guest Randy Cruz and we're talking about WWE roadblock into the line as Well as whatever's on our mind right now raw does have some catching up to do to put on a, a show that I think will be on par with TLC um, I think it's already at a disadvantage because it doesn't have a, a gimmick behind it You know what I mean? So we're not going to see table matches ladder matches chairs matches, you know things like that so they decided to go with some some old feuds and um trying to create a new situation so here's what we got uh, I'm not sure of the order but we're just gonna go into it uh, I heard that there's a pre-show match it's either going to be big Cass or Enzo versus Rusev. uh real quick what do you think about this story what what's going on
0: honestly man I I, I don't know I think they just they just kind of look at Rusev and Big Cass and Enzo, and felt like, well, we have nothing for you at the moment. Uh, we have no title matches for you in the moment, but we're gonna put you guys together in a, in a, in a storyline with Enzo, and that started with Enzo and um, and Lana, that eventually led to Big Cass and, and Rusev. Um, I just think it's just a a filler match for for the, for the card, which is which is you know. Unfortunately, because these are two young young talents that can really uh, go in the ring. But at this current time, there's just nothing for them to do besides go at each other for the time being. So, um, you know, Rusev is a former U.S. champion. He, he has the potential to be a, a big-time talent and a megastar and a main eventer. Big Cass is still early in his career. He he also has the potential to be that, that big star, but... Um, just for this week in Roblox. You guys just gotta go against each other and I guess Rusev is defending, you know, his wife's honor and Big Cass is defending Enzo for being jumped by Rusev in the hotel room. And um, and that's what I meant earlier, that, the, that the, this is kind of like an old Attitude Era kind of storyline where, you know, the language and the, 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 the shots cool. that they showed um, in the promos on Raw, kind of made you feel like this is like something out of 1998-99 which is good but again you're you're relegated to the pre-show it, 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 and when you do that it kind of makes you feel like this match doesn't mean much they're, they're, they're just gonna fight and whoever wins that might be it i don't think this storyline is gonna extend into you know royal rumble which i highly doubt this might be a one-off but on my show early in the week i did pick big cast but i'm not too sure if he's gonna win for some reason i might change it to rusev i just don't i really don't know if big Cass losing benefits him or if rusev losing benefits him it's really a tough call um to see who's gonna win but the question you have to ask is you know all right if rusev wins what's next for him if big Cass wins how does that elevate him um which we don't know yet so it's kind of a toss-up I have Big Cass earlier in the week, but I won't be shocked if Rusev walks out with the
1: victory. Yeah, I feel like Rusev needs to win this one more so than Big Cass. Cass and Enzo are going to be over forever. You know, they're great. They're fun. Um, I don't know. Rusev's moment is just slipping away, and it kind of disappoints me every time it happens, because this is like maybe the second or third time. And um, I feel like they took the belt off of him really f- for no reason except to kind of Boost Roman, and yeah. and it just and it's killing it's killing Rusev's character. I mean, this was a, a monster. You, you you built up a monster. This is the second time they've built him up, and then they're just just to knock him down. You know, so I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen here. Uh, I hope that this will end. Let's not forget that they're expecting us to to cheer for Enzo for attempting to sleep with a dude's wife. Like this is just. It's all crazy. So it does feel a little bit attitude era, bizarro. You know, it reminds me of old Valvinus Ken Shamrock stuff, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Where it's like you're cheering for the guy who's who's screwing somebody over, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Anyway, uh I don't really care a lot about this match, unfortunately, which is is a shame because these are two great talents, like you said. So mm-hmm. they kinda put them in a bad spot, but hey. Uh, the, the win or loss does not matter at this point. Um, But I really do hope it's Rusev. Uh, maybe he can get back into the U.S. title picture. I don't know. So, I don't see... Uh, we'll get to Roman later. But I, I don't know. But I do think Rusev wins this one. I'm going to go Rusev. Machka. Next, uh, New Day takes on Cesaro and Sheamus for the tag team titles. As we know, this week... New Day broke the record longest tag team champions ever. I think they're technically still behind some team who has like throughout not in WWE but some other team. Um, gosh, who was it? I I don't know. I saw it on my Twitter. But there's some other team that's held it for like 600 days, like in another in a couple different federations. But but anyway. Um, New Day made history. I was really excited about that. Um, they were obviously excited too. Um, I don't know if you saw the uh, the, the backlash of the tweet uh, that um, Xavier Woods and Big E put up, uh, talking about uh, black excellence. Did you see that? Yes, yeah, so,
0: um New Day, Sasha, and Rich Swan with their all their belts, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. you
1: know it was a great photo great moment I'm sure everybody was excited in the moment and there's a hashtag black excellence and um Twitter and Facebook and Instagram went crazy like they just proceeded to blast these dudes and um it, it was kind of crazy like I, I, I knew once I saw it that there would there would be some feet you know some some definitely some blowback but um but you know they were prepared for it and Kofi took the high road and and responded. And, uh, and I said on Twitter that I wish, I wish you didn't have to explain that, you know what I mean? That WWE has an, an entire, or wrestling in general has an entire lineage of big buff white dudes winning everything, you know what right. I mean? So, one moment, in one moment in time, there are all these champions that are not big buff white dudes. And... They're just the one that they would just want to excite, want to be excited about it. And here comes somebody knocking them down, you know, and I'm, I i do not know. I feel like that's the internet though, but people need to realize that, man. And I, um, I was saying that to some friends, like people need to realize that there are other people out there who got extremely excited and they need to know that they can be anything, you know, not just, you know, like these spots aren't just reserved for big white dudes. You know, there are openings and there are places and there are there is a way to, to 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 break that break that ceiling and that stereotype. So so when it happens it should be celebrated. So um you know but that caused some uproar. But um anyway, we're over it. But I personally think it's probably time for New Day to lose. What do you think?
0: Um for, man, for honestly I thought New Day should have lost a few months ago, but I guess when we kind of got that notion that they might be aiming for demolitions record. I don't think the company was going to let New Day get that far along and not really like, you know what, maybe maybe we can have this go on a little further. New Day, they don't need the tag team belts. They're over at, at, as they are. But should they lose? I, I think if they're going to lose, with them breaking the record being a big deal and everything... I just, I just don't see them losing at a roadblock. Maybe if they lose at, a, at the Rumble, it, it'll kind of mean a little, uh, little more with, with, with more people in the crowd. You're talking 70,000 people at the Rumble, and just imagine that their, their record gets broken at the Rumble as opposed to Roadblock. It might, it might happen tomorrow. It might, it, it might happen. But um, it, if Sheamus and Cesaro do not win the belts tomorrow, then it's like, all right, New Day, you've beaten Seamus and Cesar quite a few times. You beat the club like 20 times. You beat Jericho Jericho. You beat Reigns and, and Rollins. yeah uh, Golden Truth, Shining Star. It's like who else is there left uh, on the roster? Or you have them win, you have New Day retained tomorrow, then you have like the revival come up and they start and they start a program for the Rumble. I don't know. They can go of quite a few ways, but I just think that you know, it, it, the, everything reminds me of when Nikki Bella won. Uh, you know, where she broke AJ Lee's record for the longest reigning Divas champion, and she broke the record I think on on a on a, on a Raw on a Monday, and that following week, that weekend, she lost it at Night of Champions. So it it, it might happen. So um, I guess again, the Divas Championship reign was not as long as the the, the tag team title reign um, that Demolition had, but. Could I see the Could I see New Day losing on Sunday? Absolutely, because it's like if you beat these two guys, who's next? And is it the revival? Can you build the program all the way to the end of January to get that 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 uproar and get that storyline going? And then you lose at a big time uh, of one of the big four major pay per views to be like a bigger moment. Then you could do that. But if if Sheamus cool. and Cesaro win on Sunday, then I'm I'm cool with it. New Day Day has a record. Great. Then it's like maybe them chasing to get the belts back at a later date
1: might be a bigger story. I agree. I'm hoping for, uh, yeah, I agree. I wish it was, if it's going to happen, I feel like it will be at a bigger moment, but you never know. Uh, You just never know with WWE, honestly. Um, So I've, I've thought as soon as they put, Cesaro and Sheamus together that they were going to be tag team champions like I instantly thought that so I do think it's going to happen at some point point. Um, and it needs to and I feel like maybe but I don't know I think putting them back on the chase would be interesting or creating some cool dynamic where they lose due to just like a lack of teamwork and then they they argue a little bit they tease a breakup you know then they get back together you know just something, something cool to shake it up I feel like it, it The in general the New Day story needs a little bit of a shake up so but Roadblock a week before Christmas probably not going to happen but they've been squeaking by like New Day has been squeaking by to win every single time like in the last two months or so so I feel like something like that will happen again and it'll maybe be some shenanigans they'll get a rematch and then they'll just do it at the at the Rumble but um, so I do think I pick New Day is that also your pick, or?
0: Um, man, I, I did the show earlier in the week, and, and I said, I, I think I will go New Day, but if Sheamus and Cesaro wins, it won't surprise me. If if I'm the company, I would have New Day lose at the Rumble, but it has to be it has to be a new tag team. It can't be the Club for the eighty fourth time. <laughs> it can't be Sheamus and Cesaro. They have their chances. I think getting getting their revival up in cool. there and, and challenge them. And I think it's good because now they'll they'll get the rub off a of new day. And new day can can experiment where they go singles. Not saying totally break up, but they can go. Kofi can can can, can go for a certain belt. Biggie can go for Roman Reigns U.S. title or something. So mm-hmm. um, there are other options for New Day to, to, to do as opposed to remaining tag team champions. But um, I, I would say New Day because it's roadblock, and I think they would do it at a bigger interview event.
1: Yeah. Okay, I can agree with that. I don't predict any um, title changes, honestly, at this show. Which reminds me, there was a, did, there was another new uh, Roadblock event like earlier this year. Am I tripping? Like, wasn't there a Roadblock earlier this year? The,
0: the Roadblock was the one that that was the special on the network before um, WrestleMania, with Triple H for Dean Ambrose. For Dean Ambrose,
1: yeah. yeah um and it was in canada i remember that and that was definitely this year like that's pretty crazy that they did two <laughs> roadblock events in the same year well,
0: well now now it's roadblock and end of the line so uh,
1: which okay
0: they're, they're 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 tag lines for these events yesterday so
1: so now they can do maybe, two in a year man,
0: i'm more old school man take away roadblock take away fast lane bring back no way out and Unforgiven and Judgment Day. And,
1: Dude, seriously, um, what's wrong with in your house? Back. Like, why not just just call them in your house again? Like, I like those.
0: They should. They should be like
1: in your house. In your house, Roblox. You know. Roadblock. Yeah, I but, think that you know? would be cool. But you know, and, they're all about bring, rebranding. King of the Ring
0: too. bring back King of the Ring.
1: Oh, they need to. You know, didn't yeah. they, didn't they do that last year? Like, just for the network, they did a King of the Ring tournament or something. It was, um, I think a year and a
0: half ago. When they had the whole um bad news barrett and oh Neville. yeah king king barrett and then king uh, barrett, but that wasn't that that wasn't king of the ring man yeah. i mean we know what the king of the ring is or what it was so right if my thing is if you're going to do something do it right if not don't do it at all but you know bring back some of the old school if you could bring clash of champions
1: mm. uh, that, that was never used in, in the WWE. they'll never do that but okay <laughs> you, <laughs> you know why they'll never back, do that like
0: back your unforgivens and judgment days and no way Out and or just call everything in your house, whatever you want to call it. So fast lane, I don't like. Yeah. Battleground, I don't like.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and 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 a lot of they depend on these these gimmick matches to be a pay per view where, you know, Hell in a Cell doesn't need to be a, a freaking pay per view. Money in the Bank doesn't need to be. A pay-per-view TLC maybe I, I that's more like your extreme rules kind of day yeah which I'm cool with. but um, if they would take away the gimmick matches as pit reviews and not dilute them um, throughout the year where we had three hell in the cell matches in one night it was like alright that's a little overkill
1: yeah but, it used to be a big deal to see hell in the cell like I mean having yeah. three I was at Hell in a Cell this year, and to start off the show with a Hell in a Cell match, it's just like, wait, what? Like, this is supposed to be a big deal, you know? Yeah. So, I just was, nah, I don't know. I mean, but I feel like they benefit on, or they they rely on short memories, you know what I mean? Like, so it's all about new stuff, you know? Like, let's just, either we can repeat things or other times there's like huge lapses in storyline because they're like oh you don't remember that you don't remember this happened you know but we do remember and some stuff wasn't even that old like hell in a cell was was a thing like it was undertaker throwing mankind off the side you know what i mean like it was huge moments huge events you know now it's like every match and now you know it's not even as as big of a deal so
0: now, now, anybody can be in a cell for like
1: the U.S. title, where it's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, like that used to not, be.
0: Does not need to be in the freaking hell in a cell. Come
1: on now. First, I mean, for a long time, it was just Undertaker's match. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Undertaker is the only guy who's in a hell in a yeah. cell, you know, and things like that. Now it's like everybody. Like, come on. <sighs> but anyway, um, Next, we got... Well, I think... Yeah, we're going to determine that New Day probably wins. It's a it's a small pay-per-view for that reason. Right. Um, Sami Zayn, Braun Strowman. This is uh, something that's they've been trying to brew for a while. Braun Strowman ran through everybody. Never had a real opponent. Sami gets destroyed by him as a punishment for losing the uh, IC title match, which is a little crazy to me, but... Okay. I remember them hyping up there's another thing, it's like short memory stuff. After Survivor series, you're like, Your jobs are on the line. You could be fired. And then nothing happens, you know? Um so the only person who gets punished is Sammy Zayn. And uh he has to fight Braun Strowman. And I, I saw that matching God, that was a brutal match. I mean Sammy sells like no other outside of maybe Dolph Ziggler, but it looked like he got killed in that match, and uh, and so then storyline wise, he begs to get another match. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to demand the trade." Blah blah blah. People got excited. The internet got went crazy. Like, "Oh shoot, send Sammy to SmackDown, please!" Now, so I'll ask you if Sammy was on SmackDown, do you feel like that would be a better situation for him?
0: Um. Yeah, I, I thought when. I honestly thought that when when Mick Foley said we've we've come with a a trade with Daniel Bryan, I really thought it was going to be Sami Zayn for like Dolph Ziggler. Mm. And I figured like Dolph Ziggler is, you know, he's had multiple chances at the Intercontinental Championship, just wasn't getting it done. And they figured when he said equal value, I'm thinking, all right, that's Dolph. Dolph and Sammy—they both might need a change, mm-hmm. um, get different opportunities. You, you, you know, you can see Dolph go for maybe a Roman Reigns US title or something like that. Have good matches with Jericho and just again, just to spark him up. And the same thing for Sammy Zayn. But what he said, even Marie—we're not—we're not trading you. I was just doing this to to hype you up and get you motivated. Um, I mean, it, it's it's a cool storyline. It, it's something different. Uh, what I've wanted, what I've wanted to see, Sami Zayn on SmackDown, absolutely. Um, but he's gonna have Braun Strowman tomorrow. I think with the whole 10 minute thing, it just, it just kind of smells like they're gonna go the whole entire 10 minutes and nobody's gonna win. Mm. Just to say, like you know, Sami Zayn, he did not win. He did, he, he he did not get pinned or submit. He mm. got out, queued, but he lasted 10 minutes with Braun Strowman, right. and now Braun Strowman has to man, if I can't beat Sami Zayn in 10 minutes, then maybe he doubts himself going forward. So I don't think anybody's going to win tomorrow. I think that they do the whole time limit kind of um, thing. And it just it just remains to see um, how they go on from here, how they play off of that, maybe do a, another match, a rematch on Raw the next night. But I, I to have Sammy lose in a pin, one, two, three tomorrow, it just kind of dilutes the whole storyline like you know get him getting hyped up by by Mick foley for uh you know a couple of weeks for him to lose is like all right now now what do you do but let him let him go out there show what he can show what he can do against Braun Strowman. let him last 10 minutes with Braun Strowman, and go from there i don't think anybody's gonna win tomorrow
1: yeah i think yeah. i agree with you on that i i had um forgot about the 10 minute time limit so uh Looks like, yeah, I, I could see that happening. They last, and this doesn't get resolved. This doesn't seem like something that could be resolved really in 10 minutes. So, so yeah, I do feel like Sammy and, like, Dolph are kind of on equal footing right now. I mean, except Sammy hasn't gotten any title wins in, uh, since he's been up. But both great athletes, you know, both sell like, like Mad Men and, um, and both haven't really haven't really gotten a chance to really do anything amazing yet. Like at their potential level. So I do feel like Zane needs to go over, but probably not he probably needs to go to SmackDown, but maybe not for Dolph. I feel like they need to keep Dolph there. They need another good mid-carter. But right. but it probably would be the best equal value trade if it happens. So yeah, we both agree on that. I think a draw is gonna happen. Uh let's see. We got Rich Swan versus T j Perkins versus the Brian Kendrick triple threat for the cruiserweight championship who you got
0: uh I got Rich uh he just won he just won the title uh not not too long ago from the Brian Kendrick on 205 live and Kendrick had just won the belt from Perkins so i I, I don't want to see them do the hot potato with the belt um so early so I think Rich we'll go over uh, on the storyline I'm not too sure I'm still I'm still getting you know used to the, the, the cruiserweights and the kind of talent they, they, they have every Monday night and 205 Live and um, I, like, I like Kendrick I like Swan um, I'm not too much of a fan of TJ Perkins I don't know whether it's a gimmick or uh, he can wrestle maybe just a gimmick throws me off but mm-hmm. You asked who's gonna win? I think Rich um, walks out with still champion. Uh, I think it's too early to take the belt off of him. And I know everybody beat each other. I think that's where they that's where they're going. But uh, I think they were smart. They would have Rich walk out with the victory.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, I feel I don't know. I mean, I like I like the fact that they're giving these guys opportunities. But I feel like they're kind of stuck. But for the, for first two months it was a two man you know division with T J and Kendrick. Now they've added another guy in. So they're slowly kind of becoming, you know, building this into something. Now Gentleman Jack is becoming a thing. So I think it's cool that they are slowly working these guys in and creating opportunities for them, which is cool. So uh, with that said, Rich Swan has been pretty cool. So I, I do want to see him retain. Uh, in, in response to TJ, I do agree. I think his gimmick kind of needs some work. I think he needs to turn heel. I think a heel run would be great right now for him. Um, he's a little too kind of white bread baby face, you know, some of the, some of the lines are corny that he's, that he's coming off with. So I don't know. The dab is one of those things that kind of makes my skin crawl, but, um, but you know, yeah, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I do think that it'll, uh, it'll come together hopefully, but I do, I do believe rich Swan is, is the guy that, uh, will take this, this match. It should be entertaining. It should be at least, um, Alright, speaking of hot potato with belts, we got the Women's Championship, Sasha Banks, Charlotte. Um, this is a 30-minute Ironman match. This is now the, what, Sasha's a three-time champ. Um, this is the fifth time that the belt has changed hands between these these two. And uh, this time, Ric Flair is now involved. Um, I missed some of the segments. I correct me if I get this wrong but uh, basically uh, Charlotte turns on Flair, on Rick then uh, Sasha comes out, suggests another match and then Charlotte invites Ric Flair to apologize then says, psych, slaps him Sasha comes Mm -hmm. out says, you disrespected your dad, blah blah blah, you ought to be ashamed and now this match is apparently for Ric Flair's honor (laughs) is that about right?
0: yeah just about right <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh it's like they try to add something new into this this feud and, and it's it's something old you know literally it's rick flair so uh i don't get it um i you know what but as i started saying that i know exactly what's going to happen rick flair is going to help charlotte win and surprise swerve by the dirtiest player in the game that's what's gonna happen
0: <laughs> and then if they do that that's we're back at square one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, you're. are literally way, at the you know, very beginning of of the Charlotte story. Yeah,
0: Ric Flair helped Charlotte win at WrestleMania, so we're talking. We're going back to April, and it's like, all right, if Charlotte wins, uh, who's next? Are, are you going to start doing the whole Bailey storyline? Um, they could do that. I don't think Nia Jacks will come up that that quick in the card for for being a contender. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I really hope Sasha wins, man. I, I, I To go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with the same two people. Um, it's like, yeah, I know what you're trying to do. Like, to show that these are the, are the two best female wrestlers in the world that had the big rivalry, going back to NXT. I get all that, but when you change the belt every month, and again, like, they did this in, in, in the Attitude Era. And back then, we were like, you know, oh, wow, this is crazy. The Rocket Mankind changed the belt four or five times yeah. from like, November to, to WrestleMania. But that back then, I guess, you, you you wasn't seeing it so often. And now it's like, all right, anytime Sasha and Charlotte fight on a pay-per-view, 99% people are thinking like well charlotte's gonna win because she never lost one-on-one on in a championship match mm. on a pay-per-view now if this was raw people might say sasha sasha's gonna win or uh retain or regain the title um mm. and again it being roadblock if they really want to keep this streak of charlotte not losing on a pay-per-view do they end it at a roadblock or do they end it at a, at a bigger event like wrestlemania so part of me thinks charlotte might win i want sasha to win but I think if Charlotte wins, she has to go to somebody else. She, she, she got to maybe do a one-off with Nia Jax or somebody and then work with Bailey at, at WrestleMania. Bailey gets that victory over Charlotte. For... Mm. But um, it being an Iron Woman match, um, you know, many things can happen. Many things can play out. Uh, they're not going to go 0-0 like Brett and Shawn did. They're going to have a few falls, maybe two, two up, three up. Uh, Ric Flair is a big um, question mark. If he gets involved, is it he going to help Charlotte? Or is it he going to help Sasha Banks? And that whole thing with him getting slapped in the face was just a big act and a big swerve. Mm. Um, but then again, we saw this happen months ago. And it's not like if he helps Sasha win, that could be something different. I don't think that'll make Sasha uh, a bad person. Or go heal, but it, it just—you're trying to think of. You have Rumble next. You have Fast Lane for Raw after that, and then you have Mania. How do you build going forward with either one as champion when your women's division is not as, um, not as long as SmackDown is right now? And people thought that Raw had had a better women's division. Yeah. When the whole draft came, and now SmackDown has a, a better, more orchestrated. Um, uh, female division than Raw, and well, Raw is really just uh, about Sasha and Charlotte right
1: now. So well, who could have predicted? I want the... Sasha. I think
0: Charlotte's gonna win.
1: Okay. All right. I I agree. Um, it seems like I mean Charlotte doesn't lose on pay per view, and they, they're not gonna break that streak at at Roadblock, you know. Um, right. So it's funny they had plans, but you know who could have predicted like the Page implosion. And, you know sure. what I mean, and all the other things that happen with, with, with Raw, um, you know, Naomi not quite getting over uh, Alicia Fox. Well, Naomi's on SmackDown, but Alicia Fox not quite really, you know, living up to expectation. And SmackDown's guys have delivered, you know, um, from Carmella to Alexa. But I think it's just, just a matter of that they, they gave them a lot of chances to, to do it, you know to come through and raw has not it's been a two-woman division you know and literally and it's like i feel like they're gonna kill this because what are they gonna do at wrestlemania like they're really gonna kill the expectation by having these two go at it so much so this has to be the last time for a while which means that they gotta bring bailey has to maybe interfere maybe accidentally and call Sasha the match. I don't know something, and kind of turn. Maybe they'll do something that'll. I feel like Sasha could be could be due for a turn, and um, I think it would be fun to watch. So, I don't know. They got to get Bailey into the situation. You know, Bailey's been kind of underwhelming in my opinion on Raw. Yeah. So I feel like it's time to to get her into this picture by by Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So this could be the way to do it. Um. But yeah, I don't know, man. I, I like I said Charlotte's not taking this loss. Uh so you say that they won't go zero zero. Um, you think they'll do any other classic uh Iron Man moves like one, two, ding ding ding. Oh, the time limit's up, you know, that kind of thing. Um
0: I mean they <laughs> might. I mean, you know, they they've they've main invented raw, they've done hell in a cells. Um they are doing everything possible. Um and just to add a little old school, like you said, one two time limit, uh, sudden death. Somebody has to win. They could do that, as opposed to just two two three. Um,
1: uh, like I said, man,
0: I, I think I want Shasha, but I think Charlotte's gonna win. I think they have no choice but to, to have Bailey go at her. And like you said, Bailey has been—it's not her fault—but they, the way that they've, they've been portraying and presenting Bailey. Has been underwhelming from when she first debuted on Raw, and she's in a storyline about a, a stuffed animal with with <laughs> Alicia Fox, and I'm like, okay, let's let's just get through Roadblock, and let's let's get Bailey on track with with the with, with the, the the championship with Charlotte or Sasha Banks, and lo and behold, she was the only. Sole Survivor with Charlotte in Survivor Series, so maybe they can throw something like that. Like, hey, listen, Mm -hmm. out of all the the girls you picked, you survived. So it's like maybe that puts me in this contention for your championship. Like, don't forget that. Ah. But uh, I've been really surprised of how SmackDown's women's division has been compared to Raw. Um, I like Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch and Carmella. Um, Not sure if you know, but even mickey james signed a contract with with the company and i think she she she's going to smackdown oh, wow. in january that builds up that roster even more so wow. like you said Paige. nobody expected the whole Paige thing to happen smackdown still has even marie whenever she plans on fighting mm-hmm. so that division looking pretty strong compared to what they have on raw right now
1: yeah raw is, is lacking but maybe maybe that was you know, written up that way in order to make room for cruiserweights and all the other things they're trying to do. I don't know, but yeah, but yeah, but there's definitely been less, you know, less women, you know, ready for, for that spot. And that's really only they're doing and they're only in control of that. So we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, I do predict Charlotte going over, but I think some shenanigans. All right. Next we have Chris Jericho, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins, singles match for nothing. I honestly think that they should have just put put number 1 contender on this match or something cool like sure. that. Um that already kind of puts it a little bit down on my priority must watch list. I feel like they should have given these guys some stakes. Um but you know, we'll see what happens, but uh I predict the same old same old shenanigans and um KO comes out and helps, and Seth uh, takes the L, I predict. Maybe, people are saying, maybe Triple H will make an appearance. I don't think so. I just don't think right now that'll happen. Um, They're being very selective about mentioning Triple H again this close to the Rumble. So, I do feel like he'll appear at the Rumble, but not at Roblox. Uh, So, I, I predict Jericho goes over with shenanigans. What do you think?
0: Um... I had Seth, but I think it'll make more sense if Jericho went over because, uh, like I said, they had the Rumble next month. And if KO – I have KO winning, you know, not not to jump the gun, but I I have KO winning, against Roman, and I think it it makes sense to have Kevin Owens and Jericho go one-on-one for the title at the Rumble, and and that solidifies your main event on the Raw side Mm. for the Universal title because – Seth Rollins winning means what? Like, my thing is, they should have had Roman lose the U.S. title to Jericho and make that maybe a U.S. title match or make it more interesting. Like you say, even the winner is the, the number one contendership at the Royal Rumble yeah. or something, uh, or future championship match, then fine. But this is just a regular match that, that I saw on Raw two months ago. Right. And it's um, what are the stakes? If, if, if you know if Seth Rollins wins, has he get a long way to rematch one on one with Kevin Owens without any interference from Jericho. But I think Jericho, if he wins, it'll make more sense because they still had the breakup with Kevin Owens mm-hmm. going forward, and that could be your 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 money making uh, one on one championship match at the Rumble where Chris Jericho doesn't even have to be in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what do you do with Rollins and Reigns it remains to be seen, but. Uh, on my show earlier in the week, I I did pick Seth Rollins, but you know now a couple of days later, I I, I wouldn't be surprised if Jericho goes over. Mm.
1: You know, I could see this going either way, but and that's I guess the point of a match that has absolutely no stakes and no bearing on on future stuff that they could just book this fifty fifty down the middle. Like, and again, like you said, this is a match from Raw. This is a match that I feel like we've seen. <clears throat> this is a uh... Very similar. I mean, they're just swapping these four around, you know, and, and constantly. So I feel like it's one that uh, I'm not really super excited about, only because it's just not gonna necessarily have any bearing on the future. But um, but yeah, with them teasing this breakup, maybe that'll make a more interesting match. So maybe there won't be interference. Who knows? But um, but I do feel like this is this breakup's a tease again. I feel like these guys have to really. Explode for it to really You know look like a breakup you know And Something crazy would have to happen like Jericho Trying to sneak behind and you know Snake his way into the title or something Something has to happen and Totally you know be Completely undeniable before The breakup is on but um, We'll see what happens but uh, I it's 50-50 Either way but I, I do think Jericho Takes this one Alright, next, we got the main event, yeah, Uh, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, Um, I'm going to say, it sounds like I've been complaining a lot, I'm I'm a huge Kevin Owens fan, but but, um, I've been a little bit uh, less than enthused about Kevin Owens' title run, only because it's been so marred with, you know, shenanigans and smosh finishes and, you know, the blatant cheating and stuff. Um, but I feel like that's what you got to do with the heel champ. I used to get mad about that with Seth Rollins wins. You know, I'm like, here's here's a guy who's like the best athlete probably in the last, you know, 15 years in WWE. But constantly cheating to win. You know, I, I, got, I got tired of that. So Kevin Owens, same way. Great, amazing wrestler who has to completely cheat every time to win. And, like, I don't know. I feel like I would love to see him just just pull, get a, just a clean win once. Uh, probably won't happen with Roman, but, you know. Um, this is pretty clear here. I feel like KO is taking it, but maybe they'll make something interesting happen. Like, put Seth into that mix where, you know, he comes out to interfere because I don't know, he wants, he wants KO to lose. Who knows? Maybe a, a a mistaken attempt to help Something goes wrong. Maybe Triple H's music plays or something crazy, and uh, and it doesn't actually come out. Who knows? But um, I think that Kevin Owens obviously retains, but I don't really know how. So I feel like there's gonna be some cheating, and that'll be a, a smosh finish.
0: Yeah, I I think. I mean, if you want to fantasy book, this um, you could say Roman wins on Sunday. And they do a rematch on Monday. Kevin Owens gets gets the the, the title back on Monday. Mm. Uh, you could do that. But would that make sense? Probably not. Um, Kevin Owens can just win on Sunday when Jericho could try to help, well, try to have KO lose and try to cost him the title, but he still overcomes that. Yeah. And then they do something on Raw. But to me, Roman Reigns being the universal champion and the U.S. champion at the same time doesn't make any sense because ever since he's had the u.s title it hasn't really meant anything um i know fans don't want to see reigns with any championship though for that matter yeah. uh, you know let alone two championships um but i think ko wins but if they do the roman angle it'll just probably be for for the day and then depending on the winner of the seth rollins jericho match um i think that that the winner of that match can have a, a potential part to play in, in the main event if they interfere or not. But um, it'll be nice to see Kevin Owens get a straight-up win. Um, I highly doubt that because it is Roman Reigns. He might get a, a B.S. Uh, victory over Reigns where somebody interferes, distracts him or hits him, and mm-hmm. Kevin Owens just not just doesn't get that clean one-on-one Uh, victory and we haven't seen that since he since he's won the 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 title back in august Mm -hmm. um triple h made him win jericho's made him win and retain a couple times so again he's a bad guy he's a heel so you kind of use that to your advantage but for once you want to see ko um win a match a championship match for that matter um on his own without the help of of anybody but yeah like you said yes
1: yeah, I wish they would just book it, you know, straight up. And I, I think back to the last roadblock, actually, in March. And I remember how awesome the booking was for that title match for Triple H against Ambrose. Where right. he, I think he like pedigrees him outside and or something, or beats him up outside the ring. Beats uh, Ambrose up so bad, gets inside the ring, he thinks he's going to get win by a countout. And Ambrose rushes in at, at 9 and... And then as soon as he comes in, pedigree over, you know, like, so he kind of outsmarts him. Like, I love that. I felt like it was clean, but it was just, but it still goes over that this guy's smarter than the other guy, you know? And I feel like they could do something like that with KO. But they probably won't, now with Roman. I don't know.
0: Yeah, man, I just, I really hope that um, whatever they do, just knowing that TLC put on a a fantastic pay-per-view, um, Whatever they do has to really shock, you know. Bring that shock value. Like, oh man, I I did not think, I did not see that coming. The whole thing with Ambrose, AJ, and, and, and Ellsworth doing that ladder spot. Everybody on Twitter, uh, twenty seconds later, were like, oh man, what the hell just happened? <laughs> yeah. So they, they got to do the same thing on on Roadblock, where yeah, Jericho helps KO win win the match. It's like, all right, man, how many times have we seen that? Could Seth Rollins? doing something where we don't expect him to do. Could AAA show up? I highly doubt it, but I think they got their work cut out for them. And, you know, my question to you is, is KO Reigns even the main event?
1: Hmm. That's a good or question. Oh,
0: they put Sasha and Charlotte there?
1: Ah, that's a really good question. Um, well, I feel like they've given them, like they, they, they did it before. They did it at Hell in a Cell. They gave Sasha and Charlotte the main event. Um, and a thirty-minute match, I feel like you know, how do you cool down from a thirty-minute match? So, usually, Iron Man matches are further up the card. So, I don't know, man. That's that's interesting. It's a good question. Um, honestly, looking at them on paper, Sasha Charlotte is more interesting than KO Reigns. Um, with with it being an Iron Man match and all that, so I would move it up, but. I don't think so. I feel like they'll give the stick to Owens and Reigns. I feel like the last shot of the pay-per-view needs to be somebody holding the title of the last one of the year. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. Not this time. Yeah,
0: and I think I think the placement would tell you who's going to go over it now. So, if if, if Reigns and Owens are the main event, then, you know, anything could happen. If that's, like, the match of two before Iron Iron Woman... Then it kind of tells you, like, Kevin Owens is going to retain and nothing crazy is going to happen. But I, I think I think it'll be the main event. Um, what means, I think Sasha and Charlotte should be the main event, but I don't work for the company, so I don't do the um So uh, to answer your question, man, I think KO wins, and I think he's going to have a one-on-one with Jericho at the Rumble. It, it just makes sense, and, you know, you go from there. And, and how long Kevin Owens – Champion? Does he walk into WrestleMania as champion? Mm. A question to be answered. I, I wouldn't mind that, depending on who's, um, the challenger. Does Brock come back, or does somebody else, come back from injury and get, get his revenge and title back? Um, a lot of questions, but I think Kevin Owens walks out with with the belt also.
1: Okay, I agree. Um, and they still haven't talked about you know and they're still in a situation of making up rules and things as they go with this brand split but they still haven't talked about what the Royal Rumble is going to do like what the winner gets how many people are in it you know are you going to be able to choose which show you want to you know which title you want to go after so it creates a lot of interesting things and, um, and I think that's the best thing about the brand split is that guys you haven't seen go at it in a while could eventually go at it at one or two pay-per-views a year so it gets exciting for that reason. Um, but the other side is we pay for it by seeing, you know, the same match a couple times a year at pay-per-view. So I don't know. So right now I'm, I'm kind of 50-50 on the brand split. I feel like it's, it's working to an extent because it is bringing up some great guys who wouldn't have got a chance. But I think it is keeping us a little stuck in seeing some of the same matches for a long time. So I'm 50-50 on it.
0: Yeah, and, and to your point with the rumble, the rumble can bring a lot of different options. Where, if, for example, if the Miz wins the rumble, does he have to go out there the SmackDown title as opposed to Raw, or, you know, is he uh, is he only obligated to go for the title of the brand he represents? And knowing that the Chamber pay per view the, the the month after that is more than likely a SmackDown pay per view, mm-hmm. kind of gives you like well. Somebody from yeah. raw could win the rumble and then to determine the the main event on the smackdown side for mania They do a chamber match and the winner of that is Number one contender for the belt. I mean they, they can go so many ways, but just change month after on a smackdown review kind of kind of gives the indication that somebody from raw Would win the rumble. I mean it don't matter to me mm-hmm. but I think that's the question that we gotta start looking at too. Like do you A, if you if you if you if you win the Rumble, you choose the opposite brand for championship? Um and then the chamber match after 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 the rumble, um, uh, if it's SmackDown, okay. does that
1: determine the the other time? First okay match for AJ and mania. Uh. That could be interesting. Um, I'm really excited about that. They just announced that that will actually be in Phoenix, where I live. So I think I'm going to be at that paper. Oh, thanks. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, all right, so I think that's it. Um, overall, not a not a great card, not a really stacked card, but um, hopefully they do something cool to to end off the year in style um, and to somehow uh, get people talking about this the way they talked about TLC. So we'll see what happens on that. All right, we're wrapping up Roadblock, and we'll be back with one last segment. We're going to talk about a little bit of Christmas music. Merry it's Mega Man, oh, oh, it's Jesse, it's Cruz, it's Merry Christmas to all, and to all the good. News. Oh, I got a real good feeling that this is going to be the best Christmas. No fighting, no fussing, no stealing. I'm gonna get everything on my wish list. Dear Santa, I've been on my best behavior. I brush before bedtime, I play nice with the neighbors. I keep my room spotless and I wash up all the dishes. I share with my brothers and I stick up for my sisters. I take out the trash when it isn't my turn to. I come in the house four minutes before curfew. Finish all my dinner even when I don't enjoy it. Do whatever I'm told, but my parents ignore it. But they told me that you know when I'm awake. And you know when I'm asleep and know when I'm going to make mistakes. And when I don't, so I am totally sure. Cause I see it every time we go to the store It's the same thing I wanted for the past two seasons So I know I deserve it, I'm past through even I signed a letter in my best manuscript sat it next to the ginger snaps and cold milk cause Oh, I got a real good feeling That this is gonna be the best Christmas No fighting, no fussing, no stealing I'ma get everything on my wish list Oh, I got a real good feeling this is gonna be the best Christmas no, pouting, no, cussing, no squealing. I'll yo what's going on everybody it's Mega Rand it's Matt mania it's the holidays it's roadblock and special guest Randy Cruz is in the place so we are going to end with talking about Christmas time because it's a week away um, Christmas music is one of those things that you, you love it or you hate it you know or you just kind of take it and um, I I feel like for the most part I'm I could do without a lot of it but there's some stuff that I'm into I just heard the Mariah Carey joint which is you know timeless all I want for Christmas is you I heard that and I was like oh I should talk about Christmas music but then I thought you know what I should talk about Christmas movies because that's even more fun so um, we always watch at my house the Christmas uh, classic is a Christmas story and uh, followed by Home Alone but my favorite Christmas movie by far is Die Hard. Yippee Kaye. What about you, man? Any Christmas movies you into?
0: I agree with you on Home Alone. Um, all on one and two. Two is more of a, you know, more close to me because it was in New York mm. as opposed to Chicago in, in, in the first one. So that has more meaning. Um, and plus, Macaulay Culkin did a lot of more tricks in that one um die hard yeah even though some people don't consider it a, a christmas movie mm-hmm. um let me see what else a nightmare before christmas mm-hmm. i would say okay um, classic. yeah daytime classic again um i don't know what else man i think when it comes down to, to to the season it's really those those three movies i know there's there's so many christmas uh theme um, movies, but I think when it comes down to it, you, you also got that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer one-hour thing <laughs> they show on TV every year. So you can kind of put that in there. Yeah. Um, you know how the Grinch stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think that's pretty much it, man. I know I know I'm missing a whole lot. <laughs> don't want
1: we'll, people we'll follow me. up with you. We'll, we'll follow up. Actually, what's your Twitter so people can can hit you up about various things.
0: Oh yeah, you know they're gonna tell me. Oh, how can you forget this? How can you forget that? Um, uh, I am uh, at I am Randy Cruz, R D Y C R U Z. Um, uh, at I am.
1: Randy Cruz. Nice. All right. Well, there it is. So we're gonna wrap up. Um, I always ask people to pick a song. I don't know if I did that the last time you were on the show, but this is your chance to be. A WWE superstar. You're coming through the curtain. You're in gorilla position. And they're like, Yo, we don't have any music for you. What do you want? What's the song you want playing when you come through the curtain?
0: Well, you can't play five at one time, so there are five choices. So I guess you just five
1: you gotta pick one, bro. <laughs> I know, what I'm saying, but you
0: you you know, um <laughs> I gotta pick one.
1: If you play five songs at once, it's gonna sound like garbage, and people are like, "What the?" Heck? Uh,
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I would say Stone Cold. I mean,
1: well, well, okay. So, what are your what are your choices? I'll pick one of those to play. I usually play one at the end of the show. It doesn't have to be an existing person's theme; just a song in general. Like, what's the song that you would come out to? Uh- no, like ECW. Everybody used to just come out to a song.
0: Okay, I mean, if it came down to a wrestling theme with my personality and character, it'll probably be the the DX theme song (laughs) because I'm just a hole like that. Um, uh, If if it wasn't for that, maybe NWO or (laughs) Steve Austin. Underrated, I think, is the the Hollywood Hogan, Boodle Child, Jimmy Hendrix One, I
1: like that one too. Oh yeah, big time. I'm a, um, I'm gonna go with the DX. Have you heard the remix? Uh the one with Run-DMC that was on the uh uh aggression I think so. album I think. I think
0: so. It
1: was I don't hear it as much. Yeah, they don't play it as much, but it was pretty dope, man. I remember they came out to it one time and I was just like, yo, what is that? You know. I went crazy. But um, but yeah, I'm gonna play some DX to go out on. But uh thank you so much, Mr. Randy Cruz, for coming through, talking some wrestling with us. And um, yeah, let them know about your podcast, man.
0: Yeah, man. First of all, thank you for the opportunity. It like, was great to to talk wrestling with you. And, uh, I gotta get you online um maybe before the Rumble, so we can do that. Um, okay. People can find me on Twitter at I am Randy Cruz, so they can uh, download and subscribe to the Cruise Control podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, there's no set date or uh, day of the week that I do it. It's just whenever I have a guest or I have a good topic to talk about. But usually I do once, I do it once or twice a week on NBA basketball and wrestling. Um, but again, SoundCloud, iTunes, the Cruise Control podcast, and you can hit me up on Twitter at I am Randy Cruise.